Well, welcome back to Change Your Paradigm. My name is Drew Shahande, and today I'm going to be talking about how confession leads to salvation. And I get this from Romans 10, 9 through 10, and also verse 13, which which in Romans 9, excuse me, Romans 10, 9 through 10, it says, If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God, God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So there's that confession. Then going to the salvation part. One believes with the heart, resulting in righteousness. And one confesses with the mouth, resulting in salvation. And even in verse 13 it says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And I love how Paul here says in verse 15, And how can they preach unless they are sent, as it is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who announce the gospel of good things. And what Paul is saying in all those verses is that no matter how much we confess, and sometimes we don't even mean it when we confess, God wants an honest confession from us, because when that happens, we will be saved. Just like in Romans 10.13, where it says, For those who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Now here's what I know to be true. We can look at confession and salvation as a little equation, if you want to say it. Confession plus salvation equals belief. And what that is saying is that we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart. Excuse me, it was confess plus believe equals salvation, but anyway. We confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, like it said in 10.9, and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead. We will be saved. It's plain and simple, cut and dry. There's no... Just... If there's or buts about it, because... That's what we're called to do. Now, how this plays out practically is, once you have that salvation experience in Christ, we're to live on mission. Romans 1.16, a few chapters before, says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. For the Jew first and also the Gentile, which means us non-Jews. And what Paul's saying there is, look, you may be ashamed of how well you can share the gospel, gospel, but with Christ's power in us, we should not be ashamed of sharing the gospel. Another two verses I like to focus on is Matthew 28, 19-20, also known as the Great Commission. It says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, te- teaching the, the things that I have observed, to teach you. And lo, means behold, I will be with you until the end of the age. And it finishes off saying Amen. Like a mic drop kind of thing. And whether that's going to a distant country and living out the Great Commission, or even in your own backyard, you can live out the Great Commission anywhere, including the place you work. But how can we live out the Great Commission if we do not have the right view on leadership when it comes to emotions? I've heard that it's said that there's a lot of things actually were said, but some of the most noticeable things 
or that life is hard the first one and just know that life is hard as heck and you won't have it easy and for some that may be persecution in some countries but in other places it may mean just disownment by your family for believing in the gospel and that could happen but again life is hard the verse I want to share with that says in fact all those who went to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted the second one is I'm not that important Philippians 2 4 excuse me which kind of goes with that idea everyone should look out not only for their his own interests or for you women that are listening to her own interests but also for the interests of others too and if that's like if you're leading a team that would apply to that because it's not all about you and that's actually the next thing it's not all about me here's what jesus says in mark 10:43. but it must not be like that among you on the contrary whoever wants to be great among you must be your servant the next thing is i'm not in control the first part of first corinthians 16 oh no, excuse me again the first part of first corinthians 615 there we go says don't you know that your bodies are a part of christ's body and it finishes off, it finishes off by saying how we in the general sense should not be associated with anything sinful in the eyes of christ and then fifth and hear me out here it says i'm going to die and here's what I mean by that, just with the scripture. Matthew 6, 33-34 But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be provided for you. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough of its own. Now when he, we hear these words, I'm going to die, this should keep reminding us to not waste our dash to the dash, meaning the time when you're born to the time you die because in the end we won't have anything in this life when we stand before God and ultimately we're going to be having to give an account for every action we did Finish. I want to finish with this we all have a filter that influences our thoughts however the reaction to that filter in our minds to combat the filters that lie to us are the following first who are the people that I share everything with? Because sometimes it's not best to share everything if you're in a community group with them. But if it's sinful, then yes, share it with them. If you feel comfortable in doing that. I mean, for example, you could be like your parents may be the type of people that you can share them with. About anything in your life. The next one is, who speaks truth and love to me? Maybe I'm someone either previously in your group or in a group or now. Or it even could be yourself. Then the next one is, to whom do I speak the truth and love? So it kind of flips the script, if you want to say that. And it's now addressing you, or like, who do I need to speak the truth and love to? And what filters do I have that distort truth? And finally, this is a response to all of those. What tears down filters is healthy conversations. Conversations that build people up, not tear them down. Even James uh, would talk about in his book that how it, how our tongues are just deceitful and they're vile against us. 
So until the next time, thank you for listening to Change Your Paradigm, and I'll see you in the next episode.